Hey everybody, in this show we discuss what happened at VCon and everything going on in the NFT space since then. We talk about Goblin Town, we talk about other deeds, we talk about Moonbirds and Moonbird oddities that just came out while sharing stories about VCon and just, you know, having a good time the Monday after a big weekend in the NFT space. As usual, this show is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code THENIFTY on your FTX mobile app. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. The Monday after VCon, here we are back in the metaverse, back to the daily grind of NFT trading. I'm P.O. I'm here with my co-host, Nifty Nick and Signal. This show happens Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Trying to get Captain Kicks on stage. I don't know what he's doing out there, but hope everybody had a great weekend. We had a ton of fun at VCon. I'm sure we'll talk about it today. Uh, it sounds like Nick is still stuck uh, back in Minneapolis because a bunch of flights got canceled. Nick, how you doing? I've seen better days. <laughs> going to be honest. Are you in the airport? No, I'm in a uh, car right now headed to the airport. And uh, yeah, my flight my flight this morning is delayed. So let's see if I make it back, you know? It's, uh, you sound like you drank a lot of beer. I, I, yeah, it's crazy. My voice is gone. I haven't drank anything. Wow, that was loud. Um, haven't drank anything, uh, but my voice is uh, disappearing like Pia's was. This is actually surprisingly functional today. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, I got a good night's sleep. I bounced back a little bit, but you are right, Nick. Yesterday, I just basically couldn't speak at all. I had no voice, uh, and that's because... COVID. Say it again, Kix? There's, there's a pretty COVID. good chance that that's, that's the cause of it. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, we were walking around a stadium filled of people for four days, so yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd place the odds pretty high right now. Yeah, we probably have COVID, but we'll be good. Um, we, we got a chance to meet uh, Signal, which was obviously super duper fun. Um, that was worth COVID. That was totally worth COVID. Are you kidding me? Uh, I, I do. Seeing Gary V walk around, you know, with the cameras following him everywhere through the stadium, worth COVID. Um, trying to think of other things that were worth COVID. <laughs> the hell, the hailstorm, worth COVID. That was definitely worth it. I will say, so I came back to Minneapolis and the area that I'm staying in is way nicer than where we were. And there were restaurants, like multiple restaurants within like a stone's throw from where I was staying here. So I, th I feel like we had a misrepresentation of Minneapolis based on staying near the convention center. Okay. I, I don't know. I, all I know is I ate at an incredible Native American restaurant while we were there. Uh, unbelievable. I had bison tartare, had an elk taco on like a, a really nicely made corn tortilla, had some crickets, so ate some bugs. It was a great time. I just want to really quick breaking news. Gentle. Wait, that's not a breaking news. Okay, whatever. Down. Gentle fucking tornado who we also hung out with at VCon, swept the nifty portal floor 18 minutes ago hard. Tornado, holy shit. I mean, come and ask to speak, man. You, I want to talk to you about you, this. You, you, you could have waited. I mean, you could wait for, you know, some other paper hander, you know, when the market implodes. But, uh, dude, thank you. <laughs> are you telling him you should have waited to sweep the floor? I'm, I'm just saying some people are making poor, poor financial decisions. Out here, so, uh, <laughs> you know. But I appreciate the support. I wish he was on stage. Oh, he's on stage. Tornado, you just swept the floor, bro. Let's fucking go. 
Let's fucking go. We fucking rock. Are you whispering? Let's fucking go. So fucked, man. Uh, living on two hours of sleep at the airport. Didn't think I was gonna be able to come on the show, so I was gonna do it live on the show. Um, but I wanted to film the video before the show. Fucking just yeah. Fucking love you guys. <laughs> what uh? What gate are you at there? Um, C42, come find me, Nick. Uh, I got nice food and a lot of women around me. Is that, is that Delta? I only fly Delta, baby. <laughs> we, okay, we got we a Delta maybe, we Max. May being, we may end up being neighbors. I'm flying through uh, Pittsburgh. Well, right now I'm in Denver, so I don't think we'll be able to hang out. I will not <laughs> see you there. I'm going to be honest. Uh, not going to see you. Wow. Well, Tornado, that's incredibly badass. It looks like you swept over 10 which is just flat out impressive. Uh, and yeah, it sounds like you've gotten no sleep, but I knew that because you kept uh, recounting your evenings and saying that you went to bed at 2 a.m. and you were up at 4 a.m. because Gary V told you to show up at like 6 in the morning or something. But you got that one of a thousand merch. Um, I, I like the way Gary layered in all the, the kind of traditional collectible stuff, right? Like he had the limited run merch. That stuff seems to be uh, you know already accruing value. Um, he signed some stuff it was a badass conference we're going to talk what do you about mean it. accruing value like it like people were getting offers just... people were getting like thousand dollar twelve hundred dollar offers on things that they had gotten hours before for much less than that like i don't know how much the stuff costs but Nick, was... all value accrues to the top and these Sorry, I don't, how are you getting how are you getting an offer on a hoodie like is someone walking up to you yes the literally like literally yeah, so that's how they're that's how the floor is being monitored we're get, get we're like looking to see how many people are being offered a thousand dollars in the streets? It's how it works, Nick. Um, we we don't have time to explain traditional collectibles and hustling to you. You're much too old. Uh, but okay. I want to throw to Signal uh, for our weather report. Signal, what's going on? Yeah, morning, folks. My uh, voice is also uh -oh. a little bit. <laughs> uh oh, we all got COVID. This is, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Monday, the twenty third of May, we have open sea You're like you're like out of it right now. Holy shit! I know, I know, guys. Sorry, the uh, the, the the flight over, the turbulence. I did not sleep at all, and then it's obviously afternoon here, so I'm just riding through to the evening to be able to have an early night. But that does not stop the weather report. Um, <laughs> with you, the markets have been quiet. We've got open sea volume down at 36 million you've got magic Eden also down from 7 million on friday we're hitting around 5 million on the blue chips apes are at 94 mutants are at 19 whilst clonex and doodles all ranging at 13 and moonbirds holding incredibly incredibly well even after their airdrop that's at 25 ETH. over the weekend well i've got some news for you um it's going to be mostly vcon related but over the past 24 hours you've got the state moonbird holders they were airdropped oddities, and that was a collab with the Nouns Artist Gremlin. That floor is at 3.36 ETH. At VCon, G Funk from Pixel Vault and Dana White, the president of UFC, announced a formal joint partnership. That was a huge hit in the Pixel Vault Discord. A lot of happy people. Um, over in the Nifty Portal Discord, well, it's some of the funkiest art I've ever seen in a while. I've got to tell you, Goblin Town. It's had higher volume than other Ds and is sitting above 0.5 ETH. And then lastly, Gary V announced two collaborations at VCon. Firstly, the V Friends Gift Goats have a collab airdrop coming from Beeple later this year. And VCon X Snoop Dogg, we saw a big pump of 
the VCon tickets because there's going to be an airdrop or some kind of, or something coming later this year with a joint partnership with Snoop Dogg. Those tickets were sitting at 0.4 ETH. On crypto markets, BTC and ETH, it, they're not really doing much if it's sitting where they have at 30K and uh, 30, $30,000 and 2K. And on the open sea stats, while the volume continues to stay low, we're in these low 30s. The market is pretty quiet out there. We are seeing these isolated pumps of liquidity, but we are seeing these isolated pumps, but liquidity mostly stays in the sidelines. But now the 24 hour forecast is coats and hats and rather chilly. Back to you, folks. Well, Signal, you, you did great for someone that has COVID and is coming off of a weekend in VCon, but it's probably my fault that I started off with the 70s soul music music and like kind of a chill Benny the Butcher song. Um, we got to get the energy way, hold, way hold, hold up on. here. Oh, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm getting the energy up a little bit. Hey, this is a Monday through Friday morning show. We don't play around. I don't care if I have COVID, if I don't have COVID, if I was at VCon, if I wasn't at VCon, if I got my C-Phrase jacked, if I lost my voice. We're trying to ride right now like my man Tornado does. Even his energy was down. We don't play that shit. This is the nifty. This is the first day of Easy Solana show. At 5 p.m. Eastern, let's go. We're coming off a of beat, let's go, baby. Nick, what's going on, bud? I'll be honest. That sounds just like noise in my ear. Like I, I literally couldn't mute, hear hear like actual music. I have no idea what you're playing, but I heard some of what you said. Uh, yeah, P.O., what, whatever great- skills you had at playing music uh, over on Twitter Spaces, like that part of your brain, you just completely erased with with all the ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just noise in my ear, but I appreciate that. Uh, what I was going to say is, what Goblin Town has more volume than other deeds? That's like no, it had it had more volume than other deed over uh, over the week over over the weekend, which is incredible. I'm hoping someone from the Discord, like Iceman, can come and tell us what was happening. I mean, Goblin that's Town. just uh, absolutely absurd. If you're not selling here at like 0.8 or whatever it was last night, I think it hit like 0.75. Uh, like they're going to trade. Them, one. Explain to me why you would be holding here. Have you listened to the Twitter spaces? They grunt and growl for over an hour. Like, yeah, okay, just, I guess I guess two ETH then. This is straight. This is a straight bear market things. People people are just like clutching on to like anything that you know is not a stinking life raft, and they're all just holding on. So like everyone's piling on this stupid right uh, life raft because it doesn't have a, a hole in it yet, and they're all everyone else is drowning. And you look over at this one life raft. And you see all these guys like, oh, oh, oh. And you're like, I'd rather fucking die than hop on that life raft. Like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, I'd rather drown than get on that thing. Um, but yeah, man, bear market things. So, Kix, well, was it ever, was it on the table for you to buy a goblin at any point? Um, no. He was like, yeah, I bought six of them. <laughs> no. I'm just, I, I, I mean, I think it's... Uh, I think it's uh, you know cool that it's actually pumping. It's cool to actually see stuff like that pumping. But um, yeah, that's just like a desperation, you know, bear market kind of thing, in my opinion. And yesterday, people were like trying to like say that it was a stealth mint dropped by Yuga, and I'm like, you guys, like, <laughs> you guys are just so desperate right now, like just trying to find light at the end of the tunnel, trying to Goblin Towns like a like a stealth Yuga airdrop. Like I, I just, I, I can't see a reality where that is true. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think it's cool that people had something to rally behind in at least trade as opposed to nothing. So I'm not trying to be like a, you know, like a, a Debbie downer per se, 
but it, it, it kind of reminds me of like uh like when the lady uh makers pumped you know what i mean it's just it's like bear market little like desperation crowding of a trade with no so, fundamentals is there like an update on Miladies? Because I saw some tweet this morning saying that it's like even worse than than we anticipated or expected. I don't yeah, know I think what that, what, not what that to even go means. Like, like, yeah, I, I read the article. Oh, yeah, no, I, I wrote. I, yeah, I read the article. I'd say it's best not to just even go into the details. It's not like some like you know crazy mass murder thing. Or basically, if you uh, if four chan was to make a profile pick project and make a Discord community, anything that you would think would be happening is is probably what's happening. That's the best way to summarize. Just saying the name, just saying like the name Milady, and it, just thinking about the people that have like surfaced Milady, not on this show, but on like, you know, just in the space that I've heard, it, it just bothers me so much. It's so disturbing. It's fascinating to me that this happens and that there are people out there that are like, yeah, I identify with that one. Um, super weird, super gross. Easy as his hand raised. What's going on, Easy? Uh, my new favorite project was uh, getting swept in the Discord last night. It's called Hot Dugs. It is a <laughs> hot dog-based project. I bought 13 of them, including a gold one. Um, they're just a lot of fun. Uh, for some reason, it's some GIF that everybody loves to share. Like some like cop, security guard guy just going, hot damn. And there's really no other value behind it besides some well-drawn hot dogs. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. You will buy anything. Uh, did you buy a, a Goblin Town? This no. is actually bullish. I think we're pretty close to the bottom. If, <laughs> if we have Milady Maker blowing up, we have Goblin Town.wtf being like the most meaningful thing over the weekend and easy buying hot dugs. I think that we're like close to like the desperation bottom and there's going to be some really exciting things ahead. Well, the thing with the hot dugs was I joined our Discord, like the Nifty Discord. And like five minutes into it, somebody posted the hot dog and then was like, fuck it. If we get five hot dams in a row, I'll give away a portal. And immediately five hot dams hit. And it's like, those, it's, just, it's the little things. Like the shit that people just genuinely enjoyed back in like August and September of last year where people were just having fun. I'm starting to see that again and it's kind of like a nice change. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm not telling you to go out there and ape these fucking hot dogs, but they're a lot of fun. So I'm now sitting on 13. They'll probably be in my hidden folder next week. I'm not mad about it because they were like $6 each. And since no one's trading, gas was dirt cheap. Um, but yeah, it, it's nice to see a little bit more fun. And it was, uh, it was weird to be away from the computer for VCon to come back to a bunch of people just like growling and gargling and then trading hot dogs. So it's, uh, it's a fun time right now. Well, and I don't think you answered me. Did you buy a goblin? No, no. When I showed it to you guys when we were heading to the airport at like 0.25, I was like, this is going to move because the noises, me and Nick were just laughing our asses off at the noises. And that's like, he said it too. He was like, back in the day, Farouk used to host spaces and all those Well, it was one the time. There was one time with the Bored Apes and we all went in there and made monkey sounds and it was hilarious. And I think I've seen it again since. I mean, this one is even more absurd because like <laughs> the, the picture is literally growling. So, Nick, it, it happened so with bad. the goops, the goop dudes when everyone was saying goop for an hour. There we go. So the oh my god, um, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, it, it's it's uh you know it's a proven method to get to a hundredth floor, you know. And I think that that uh, definitely makes a ton of sense. 
um, and why they're pumping at this point in time is uh, just simply the fact that there's a lot of people growling. They look so absurd. The problem is, is like, does a meme like this last longer than a few days? Because then you end up looking at this thing and you're like, damn, I got like an ugly avatar. That said, there was like uh, ugly people. There's been like, I guess a theme, you know, we've seen things where it's sort of like counter uh, great design with uh, ugly design. And uh, here we are. So I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't think there's any intention to like turn this into like a utility project, right? Like this is just a meme. Yeah, it's just a meme. It was a free mint. And so Mike Dudas actually tweeted about it when it first came out. I guess it caught his attention. And that might have had something to do with it getting that initial traction. Uh, but it's kind of crazy how far it ran being a free mint. Someone in our Discord just posted that he sold his for three and a half ETH. So he got a free mint. And then he sold it for three and a half ETH, which is like pretty bonkers. That's a bag and a half. Um, you know, so shout out to our Discord. And it sounds like, I mean, I wasn't on Discord that much just because of VCon, but it sounds like our Discord definitely got involved. When there's a free mint, I mean, you know, you can swing, especially if the art looks quasi high effort. I know Nick's going to say that the art sucks, but um, obviously. No, it seemed like, like a lot of effort to make it look bad. And I think that that's, um, uh, you know. It, t it takes effort for that. It's also shocking when you see like that much art produced just like for a free mint. But I mean, I guess those people have made a decent amount of money given the uh, volume that was done. So I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be interested to see um, what happens with these. Actually, I'm not interested. I, I really I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to pay attention to this project uh, ever again. But after this show, so I'm thank you, Nick. Thank you, because like I was like losing the faith in the man that I fell in love with there when you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna check in on these goblin things in a couple weeks." Like, really excited to see their progress. No, we need Nick coming in that just rips these things to shred. That has some energy. For, so, thanks for giving that, even when you're super tired and sipping on your little decaf coffee. Like, that's gonna make a difference. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm not drinking coffee for this flight uh, unless, uh, you know, I get stuck at this airport. But here's uh, hoping that this flight actually takes off today. Jesse, you unmuted. I didn't know if you wanted to say something. Uh, but so, anyway, uh, do you have like some deep insight there, Jesse, about these goblins? Like, is, there, <laughs> is there some analysis that you could provide the audience? Uh, <laughs> no, I know? actually unmuted by mistake. I came up because I heard hot dogs. and I started frantically frantically looking through my hidden folder because i minted a couple of these i think a few months ago so they, they got all the way up to 0.8 three months ago i guess or 0.08 or some shit i don't know they're dirt cheap they're a ton of fun buy your hot dogs no i missed out on goblins they were 0.06 and people were telling me to buy i said it's a free man i probably missed it um but you know I'll, I'll be real happy if it if it pumps uh I, I retract that statement i'm furious that it pumped i meant pumped to like 0.2 I didn't mean like 0.7. I didn't realize it was going to go. No, yeah, I think this is a meme. I think this is pretty much done. I mean, this is like the MFers, but you have to discount it because we're in a bear market. So to get to 0 0.7, 0 0.8, it's hard to see it. Well, since any, everyone collectively has COVID, I can just hear it all in your voices and your lack of energy. I'll, I'll try to get a little uh, energy fired up here before we kick it over to Chris, who has his hand raised. Um there's a good amount of people calling for a little bit of a relief rally this week, um, specifically in crypto and equities. We got ETH at like a 2070, little MACD cross setup. We'll see what happens. Um, equities got super flushed out last week. So we may have a little bit of a relief rally this week. Would be interesting to see. I think we've had like eight down weeks in a row. 
for like crypto and equities. So breaking that trend would be pretty nice. So there may be a little bit of action this week. If so, it may trickle over to the NFT space. Yeah, I mean, the fact that anything flipped other deeds in volume and, and the thing that did was goblins is kind of gnarly. Um, I'm looking at Moonbird's oddities that came out this weekend. That is from Kevin Rose's proof collection. And it looks like that is slowly declining as well, uh, just based on the chart. I don't know if anybody got exposure to that. Well, I know Chris, who has his hand raised, uh, has Moonbird's. Chris, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I actually, um, yeah, I got four four oddities because i have four moonbirds um we don't know yet if it's like a full companion or anything like that but it is designed by grimplin so that's pretty rad um and they were airdropped to those that are have their moonbirds nested so you know the the proof version of staking um so if you didn't have yours nested if you had yours listed you didn't get an oddity and then proof kept those to use for giveaways and marketing and things like that and i just want to shout out to proof um for validating my theory that nesting is one of the stupidest mechanics of all time so thanks for validating that (laughs) through this airdrop why why is it stupid kicks it just makes no sense because it's like okay uh everyone nested it didn't even matter how long you nested just as long as you nested you got this airdrop and god forbid some guy fell in love with moonbirds three days ago and just bought one and didn't even know what nesting meant and then just missed out on three ETH. It's just, it's just illogical. Like either drop it to everyone or don't drop it at all. Like the nesting mechanic seems like just an idea that kind of YOLO'd and it's not really coming to like fruition in a good way. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like if you're an owner of a project, you're a holder of the NFT, you should get an airdrop, man. You should get an airdrop. This whole nesting thing's weird. Well, but don't you think, don't you think it was probably designed to reward the people that were the longest, uh, like kind of and most dedicated believers? Like, isn't that well, kind of no, that, that is only that's where only how it air. should work? That's how well, it should work in theory. But if you, if I bought, uh, uh, if you bought a Moonbird day one and nested it, and I bought a Moonbird five minutes before this airdrop and nested it, we both got the airdrop. So, Kevin agrees with you on that because he really didn't like that it, people could buy an ape the day before ApeCoin and get the same amount of ape as people who had been holding since day one. So a lot of us are getting the bronze. I think we're like our nested moons, moonbirds are turning bronze. They either did over the weekend or they're going to. And supposedly if you hit bronze, we're going to get something, I guess. But so the funny, the interesting thing is Kevin actually has been very vocal about agreeing with what you're saying. Um, because it really turned him off that you could buy an ape the day before ape coin. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it plays. But I mean, most most airdrop product projects drop after the airdrop and Moonbirds didn't. So is that a mechanic of nesting? I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. Um, it would be interesting to see. Goblin Town, though, I think I did. I, I bought one at 0.06. I should have bought like 20. But, <laughs> um uh i did it for the memes i love the marketing behind it the website is hilarious with the texting like it's brilliant marketing they did a really good job on the branding and the timing too so hats off to them one thing that's really interesting i saw a lot of people i think they were just trying to pump their own bags but a lot of people over the weekend like after it hit point two it kind of dipped a little because people were taking profit like my sons they're total degens they're like should we buy a goblin at point two i was like no way like there's for sure people are going to be taking profit now they now they're pissed at me 
But um, <laughs> you but they're so they're so pissed at me. They're like, Dad, we could have bought two and made an ETH. Like, and to an eighteen-year-old, an ETH is a lot of money. Um, they're super pissed. But uh, anyways, a lot of people were saying we're trying to say it was a Yuga project because in the original leaked deck, like it got changed that said goblins. There's goblins in there, and then it got taken out. And so, and there's like been a lot of tweets and other stuff where goblins are saying like, "Who's Yuga?" and things like that but i i think that i didn't buy it from the beginning because i think there's some merch shirts that have like fazuki and stuff like that on there like making fun of some of the azuki rug projects um from zagabond and like yugo would never do that so um they would never like cross brand or give promotion to other brands i don't think so i didn't buy that but last night bud light tweeted and they actually used the different text gargle you know the way that the goblins use they did it they they have a tweet from like 12:01 p.m um what's today? yeah so yesterday and it's totally in the goblin font and goblin style so that's kind of interesting that's really that's, cool and, and i and i was trolling the goblin town thing a little bit when we were talking on the weather report in all honesty it's it's really cool to see this like you know too. high effort yeah. project free to mint um I love it. Yeah. The timing yeah. of it was impeccable. Awesome. Like those guys are geniuses. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like it when this stuff pops up, like people will say that DGen stuff is like bad for the space, but at the same time, this is a free mint with like legit art. It's not bullshit, like copycat art. Um, so at the end of the day, like it's good that people are excited about something and buying something. It's completely preposterous that it flipped other deed. That's insane to me. But I mean, that, to me, that's a sign of life in the market, right? People are looking to deploy capital and people are making money off of this stuff. Chris, you made money. You prevented your sons from making money. That's always good. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Iceman's on stage. People are calling for Iceman to talk about goblins. I don't want to talk about goblins the whole show, but let me let me hear from, uh, from Iceman. Uh, I'll just uh, kind of, I guess, reiterate, like Kicks kind of backed it up a little bit there, but I do think there's something interesting here. Like if you look at 24 hour, uh, hour volume on pretty much anything like goblins are number three they've done you know just in 24 hours 1900 eth and a total of 3.8 k and i guess like you know obviously it's not yuga like uh that's a hilarious rumor and i think uh you know people are obviously going to trade that but it's obviously not yuga but the interesting thing is if you look at the contract and again i'm not a dev so i'm just speculating here but it seems like there's a burn function built in they call it um goblin go bye-bye um again i'm not a i'm not a dev but i i it, i i would assume that there is something else here that we're missing it's definitely not yuga um but i mean man the the people seem to love it and you know these things got up to yeah like 0.8 yesterday and the volume is still very steady uh, i don't know why people love the goblins but uh the Iceman is in for two at around 0.05 so i can't complain yeah, I mean, you know, I would sell those things at some point, but then again, what the hell do I know? And uh, at the end of the day, like, we've seen stranger stuff happen. Someone was trying to compare it to MFers in the Discord. My thing with MFers is Sartoshi was a notable figure in the space, and people love the memes. So that's like a heavy hitter coming in and doing a meme project that was also high effort and that people related to the art. Like, Kix would always talk about how he knew somebody that you know, wasn't even that deep in NFTs. He was more like a crypto person or just like a programmer. But when he saw MFers, he just related to it. He felt like that was the profile picture that represented him. And I think that there were a lot of people doing that. 
Uh, I'm looking at Kith Friends. So this is the companion drop from Invisible Friends where they partnered with the streetwear or the clothing brand Kith. And Kith is actually uh, – this is the debut of the new Kith clothes and they put them on the Invisible Friends. And this is the actual collection that's going to be coming out. Um, so it's pretty cool. And it's at 0.9 ETH. I guess it was at 0.6 ETH, which is super low. I don't know if anybody paid attention to this. Um, I guess they released it in the past few days while we were all at VCon. But I have to think at 0.6, this was like a quasi-obvious thing to buy considering the floor of Invisible Friends. Last I checked, was in the ballpark of five. It looks like right now it is, damn, it's dumping three point. 95 so that must be after this companion drop it went down um i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of surprised at how low the floor of invisible friends is at this point we had coin billy on to talk about it the other day um jesse i saw you pop your hand up was there something that you wanted to talk about concerning this or, or a different subject or what's going on i was just thinking about the uh the airdrop from moonbirds and this this whole things with these different mechanics how much you want to hold i just think it's this is something the nft space hasn't figured out where it's like uh they, everybody tries to get really cute with these different mechanics to keep you engaged and have this sort of gamemanship and it's it's kind of a double-edged sword i know we've all been burned by the oh i was supposed to claim that or i needed to do this and i i, I and so i missed out on you know 0.5 airdrop because you know i didn't do it by 3 p.m you know cst and and it's hard because everybody's all about building community but um you know there there's still fatigue right there's only there's still so many you know hours in the day you have the attention you know the attention economy is still split you know even if you're all in on nfts there's only so many discords you, you can join so yeah i just think it's an interesting sort of sort of game that people are trying to play right you know everybody everybody like criticizes you if you just do the same roadmap or the same copy pasta you know a ten thousand airdrop and then another ten thousand but then if you do something that requires some brain cells you know it's kind of like oh you can you can miss out on some people which is kind of understandable right it is an investment for some people they just want to invest right you don't you don't like get a convertible note in some startup and then you're like oh i gotta get three convertible notes and then you know burn them and then you know keep them for four months it's 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 going to be tricky i think to, to create that balance yeah my thing is like don't make me do anything in like a time window that's really tight that always really bothers me i'm I just am not a fan of that. I'm not that upset about the nesting mechanic that Kevin Rose had with Moonbirds, but I think that if you were going to do it, it should have been something where it was like you had to nest for X amount of time. That really would have cooked the floor price too, considering how strong it is now. It's crazy how strong that floor price is after this airdrop. Uh, my guy Node has his well, hand raised. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and sorry, just really quick. Like That's the whole thing is like I don't hate the nesting mechanic. I just hate how it got like implemented and then kind of like rolled back and now it's in this like awkward spot like for example if they had made it so it was a claim on this airdrop right then any moonbird that's listed that didn't claim it there would be an incentive to buy it and then nest it for like 30 days or however long it takes you to nest it to claim this first airdrop you know what i'm saying like yeah that'd be interesting yeah, I just logged. I just logged in and I hit bronze and I get you get a hat and a sticker pack. For like a physical bronze. hat or NFTs? yeah, physical hat. You can pick a regular hat or a dad hat, and then you can pick. You get a sticker pack of your Moonbird. It looks like, or it might so, be a general one. I haven't looked. I need to jump in the Discord, but so that's what they they gave us a physical claim 
for being bronze and then the airdrop mechanic was you know like we've been talking about so i don't want to be a hater but a sticker pack is kind of whack um i'm not trying to be a hater and i just let mr felix on stage and i know he's mr moonbirds and now we're talking about moonbirds so we should probably just stay on here for a second node has moonbirds and had his hand raised i want to throw to node yeah you know kicks clearly doesn't have a moonbird so that you know this is this is what we get from the from the non-moonbirders uh <laughs> I got. I have no issues with nesting. I think it's great. It's like, look, every thirty days, uh, you 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 get something. Uh, you you advance to the next level. They're at least trying something. Um, and uh, yeah, like uh, again, the the Moonbirds uh, crew would the Parliament, as it were, would disagree with you, Kicks, because uh, the the floor is holding steady. Uh, we got we got a nice little bird poop oddity there that's worth uh worth a few ETH. So I think we're pretty happy about it, uh, to be honest. So. Uh, I, I think, uh, like, again, everybody everybody is always dunking on things that happen, like, so quickly. But, uh, you know, let's see what's going on in 60, 90, 120 days. What what rewards start accruing right after well, six months? Totally. My whole thing, I love the, the nesting mechanic. Uh, I thought it was innovative. I thought it was great from the get-go. I just hate that they neutered it. Like, meaning that, like, your, the, your nesting duration should impact your ability to claim the airdrops, not just get a free sticker pack. Like my whole understanding was like, okay, cool. Like that's an incentive to have like a moonbird nested for a really long period of time. And it's also an incentive if there's moonbirds out there that haven't nested, then you could buy them, nest them, which is the whole intention of it. And then you, if you nest for 45 days, you're able to claim the airdrop. I just didn't like this mechanic where if you were nested for any duration of time, you got the three ETH airdrop. But if you nested for a really long time, you got a free hat. And anybody that didn't ne wasn't nested at the time, they just took those airdrops, and now they're going to like give it away to people, which is okay. I just I really prefer like what Board Ape Yacht Club did with like the mutant serums, which is like you can claim it at any period of time. I just think that they should have. I feel like they went fifty fifty on the nesting, and I I think it would just be cool if like the net like nesting was like the roadmap to unlock things you know what i mean so there's going to be another airdrop in a couple of months too and you know then that's an incentive for people that haven't nested for long to like keep nesting um i, I love moonbird so i'm not hating on it and the price action shows that it's great i just feel like they had this really interesting new idea and then they like walked it back halfway and now it's just like in this no man's land yeah, yeah. The the I, I agree. Like it seems like the oddities should have just come to anyone that was bronze nested, right? Like that would have made more, much more sense. Uh, but you know, I guess hey, if you're a holder, you're a holder. Uh, we still got stuff, and I'm I'm happy about it for now. So that makes sense. I want to hear what Mr. Felix has to say about this. He's the long term uh, proof holder and moonbirder. What's going you're on, muted. Mr. Felix? Good morning. Good morning. How we doing? Doing good. I'm uh get to tune in for the whole episode today i'm on the drive from santa barbara down to la to check in on the day job so in the road for a couple of hours but um this was a topic that was discussed a bit in proof leading up to the oddities and there's a little bit i'm, I'm kind of joining a few dots here so don't don't quote me on it but it seems that this isn't necessarily a proof driven drop it's more of a gremlin drop um kevin and the team had said kevin and justin had said that the first bronze nest rewards weren't going to be anything like out of this world it was going to be associated with their, their project propaganda which is you know the sticker pack merch is starting to roll out and 
there's been a couple of airdrops already for people that had nested birds and this is driven from artists so we had what is real uh do an airdrop with a burn mechanism for people that had skeleton moon birds uh heart you is doing another airdrop for people that have the heart eye uh trait so it's kind of trait driven and gremlin they they said that gremlin came to them with an idea um and wanted to you know do something completely out of the box and it was for moonbird holders that were nested so i don't think this is part of the traditional roadmap and kevin had always said you know from proof it was always originally formed uh as a little artist community of of og artists talking about the space and and how they can you know progress it forward and they keep tying back to the artistic roots where I think they've opened it up to a bunch of these artists to say look if you want to collaborate and put ideas forward for moonbird holders we're we're open and a bunch of ideas are coming forth so what I think the impact or effect that this had was that people realized oh shit I missed out because I wasn't nesting you know I was farming looks rewards by listing over there because you know I, I can always nest in the future there's going to be drops throughout the course of of this project that are just random you know Kevin I'll quote he wants to surprise and delight nesters and he's like when you know these prominent uh characters in the space want to give something to the community it would just be a a surprise and delight moment so uh what we saw with holdings you know we had 140 odd listings uh, and we went down to like 90 listings straight after that airdrop which is counter you know counter culture to what normally happens people normally list after an airdrop but people have now realizing that the mechanism uh to receive you know ongoing rewards is to nest your birds so you know i think it's setting i think that's sort of flipping the script a little bit and you know the market seems to agree with the the nesting rate that's nearly at 96% which is next level but um yeah that's 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 my two cents on it Yeah, I mean, look, we'll see what happens. My thing is like is the oddity going to appreciate long term, right? That's the big question. So it's like fantastic for moonbird holders, you get airdropped in oddity and then you sell it. It's by Gremlin. Um I saw a good tweet yesterday that the market was pricing oddities above cryptodes. The difference being like the cryptodes are CCO, but the oddity is uh you know Kevin Rose like uh builder backed, if you will. Um people are bullish as fuck on Kev- Kevin Rose and it's basically been consistently that way since the day uh, that Moonbirds came out and really the like two weeks after Proof came out like the market is signaling that it likes Kevin Rose a lot Uh, whether or not this thing this one piece the oddity goes up long term I I would be skeptical that it would because he's going to get into this situation where he has to drive value to all this different stuff excuse me, I think proof, that's a no-brainer. That one's good to go. It seems that Moonbirds are good to go, but if he's going to scatter in more NFT drops, it's going to be a different story. So we'll see if this particular airdrop goes up. I think in the short term, it definitely goes down, but that's also just a product of the market. Ben Jammin at his hand raised. What's going on, Ben? Hey, 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 uh, hello? Here's Nick. I forgot. Hey, I pa- uh, Nick got rugged. This is P.O. Uh, just speaking here. I just wanted to say, like, I want to apologize uh, for my performance recently and just acknowledge the fact that NFT Nick, who's not here on stage right now, is just by far, uh, you know, the greatest uh, co-host. And I just want to thank him for tolerating me. Um, yeah, this is just P.O. Uh, don't mind me. 
Uh, that was a message from me, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Nick is not rugged, and that was not Nick being patched in through Google Meet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is P.O. again. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, uh, I just, you know, Moonbird, uh, we were at VCon and we heard a lot of hate about uh, Moonbirds from people. It's impossible for him to please people at this point in time. He, get, they, he gives out a free airdrop weeks after dropping an NFT. That's faster than uh, Board Ape Yacht Club dropped uh, those dogs right on uh, Board Ape holders, solidified themselves as the number one project. Yeah, here we are. A little bit, you know, a little bit miffed because we're like, is this their project? Is this part of Moonbirds? Is this just a Gremlin thing? It, he can't win, you know? And uh, anyways, NFT Nick's the greatest. I just want to say that this is P.O. signing off. <laughs> Nick did have an incredible panel at uh, VCon. It should be said. Um, he really, really did an amazing job. Uh, and the audience responded to it. He, he was a little cult, cult celebrity there at VCon. Uh, ben Jammin, what's going on? Hey guys, um, I had I had some thoughts on the the Moonberg stuff, and I would say that, in my opinion, it was um, more positive than negative. And I think that having this oddities be kind kind of a stealth drop for them, like even though there were signs that were pointing to it, and, and people were looking out for it, um, it, it wasn't the stickers that people were expecting, and it still ended up lining up with like the thirty days of of nesting. So I think that the, the approach that they used by having people who were nested is similar to um, methods used by other projects on taking snapshots, but not telling people when it is just because moving forward, the, the mentality people are going to have is, Oh man, like I need to have this nested because at any time I can be dropped one of these random uh, high value airdrops and people weren't even expecting, and you know, it it was through the the um, the Moonbirds team, but like like um, Felix was saying, it was more led by you know external forces. And I think that having having um, having talked about how important the nesting was to them and, and the project, and really focusing on it, is a way to say. You know, if, if you missed out this time, make sure you're nested moving forward. But we're not always going to tell you what you're going to get or when. And so, you know, from someone who's not in not a holder of Moonbirds watching from the sidelines, I did like the way that they went about it, how it was, you know, um, not not incredibly known about, but there were definitely things that they alluded to about it. And they they rewarded holders in a way that people didn't expect. But also they're keeping people on their toes and saying, well, this was, you know, kind of like um, an example run, like showing people that if you're not nested, you're going to be missing out on things. And having that mentality, I think, is one of the reasons why there wasn't a big um, uh, drop in price afterwards, which we typically see from other airdrops and communities. No, do you have something to add to that? Uh, not really. Uh, I was, I wanted to talk about VCon if we're good to pivot, but. Well, we got Mr. Felix with his hand raised and I know what Mr. Felix wants to talk about and that's Moonbirds. So maybe a quick finish from Mr. Felix on Moonbirds, assuming I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. You got it right again. Um, 
But uh, I, I'm jealous of the VCon. I couldn't uh, couldn't make it out there. I got a four month old, but I've got the pass for uh, NFT NYC, so I'll be catching up with a bunch of you there. But um, one thing, and I'll close with a really short note um, that uh, some sleuths out on uh, crypto Twitter found that Oddities is actually a registered LLC in the US. So it's not like a, a just an art piece that's dropping. There's actually going to be some you know some meat and potatoes behind this. Um, to go and register it as a company and it's a subsidiary of the proof corporation so you know read into that what you will but the you know the speculation is that it's it's going to expand into maybe its own little side project or ecosystem where it's going to be a bit gamified because for those that don't know an oddity well the the uh, owl pellets it's when they eat a uh, a mouse for example and then they vomit up the skeleton and uh if anyone recalls doing this in like science class in high school you uh you go through and you do like a little bit of a uh, an excavation like a detailed excavation on it um where you slowly pick things apart to reveal whatever animal was eaten so uh i think it's going to be gamified to some degree with this reveal um but yeah appreciate you having me up here absolutely man uh that's interesting i mean both those things are really interesting that it sounds like there's like mechanics built in that could be something to pay attention to but then more yeah, importantly no, I, I'll retract what I, said about, um, I retract what i said about moon because i didn't i didn't know that this wasn't like a part of their roadmap um that this was kind of like just a collab with gremlin now it makes a lot more sense like how it got like dropped out um i thought and, this was like actually something planned on their roadmap and this is how they did it Versus, like, if Gremlin came with them to do a collab, and this is how they did it, it makes a lot more sense. Okay, are you gonna buy one? Nah, dude, I'm up huge, man. I didn't. I I stole that shit at 32 ETH and swapped it all into cash, dude. So I'm still up, man. Even after this airdrop, I'm good, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the markets to look a little uh, healthier before I start dumping back in. You're muted, Pia. Uh, Nick saying that I'm muted, but I'm not. I don't. The the Google Meet thing does not work that well, especially if Nick's going to just chime in and say you're muted, Pia. Right. Nick. All right, he, come on. All right, yeah. I can hear you. Um, yeah, we we I know we know. Uh, Node, you said that you wanted to talk a little bit about Vcon. Uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, so just I mean, wanted to give a shout out to to Gary V because I I would say you know a conference can only be you know so great, but. That was probably the best conference I've ever been to uh, from a conference standpoint, you know, so extremely well run, uh, really great speakers. I mean, you had good entertainment. We had Snoop, uh, lots of, you know, great vibes, good people, you know, meeting all of you guys was great. Signal, she's like, uh, if she sounds classy on Twitter spaces, it's like she's 10 times more classy in real life. I don't know why she's hanging out with the nifty portal crew, to be honest, like what's she doing around us, but Neither do uh, I. probably writes yeah. it off as like charity work on her taxes. No, legit, legit, seriously. Uh, but I mean, honestly, like I, I, in everything you could expect about a conference, I mean, the only thing, my, my only complaint is that I had to walk those stadium stairs. But other than that, like the, uh, the conference was phenomenal. Um, and, and honestly, one of my favorite talks I would say was, was the generative artist, uh, panel that was it was just snowfro and uh tyler, and tyler hobbs. hobbs and man those guys are the smartest guys in the room so it got me excited i i want to go buy some more generative art again uh and and start 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 buying up some pieces uh just because i i loved 
their mentality and their focus and what they're trying to, you know, they, they help me catch the vision on, you know, this new kind of art form. So just some thoughts on, on VCon. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Snowfro, one of our investors. And yeah, I also really liked VCon a lot. It was amazing meeting everybody. I totally second everything Node said about Signal uh, and why it doesn't make any sense to me that she hangs out with us. Um, but yeah, it was it was so awesome meeting everybody. I have one really big beef with VCon. And this is something that I haven't heard anybody talking about. And I've actually been waiting till now to really surface it. And I think you have to kind of look at history to really understand the significance of this to, to the full capacity that you can understand. So coffee was discovered thousands of years ago, right? And when you kind of look at anthropology and look at the history of, of humans, there are uh, there's like a big moment where all of a sudden human production goes up by a lot. And you can really like draw lines and potentially attribute that to the discovery of coffee. And when you have speakers on a stage, you would think that they would want coffee before they go live. Um, and when you have 10,000 people at a conference all hanging out, you would think that coffee would be readily available. But Gary Vee said, no, I'm just going to have one place to buy coffee. And as a result, there's going to be 200 people in line for that coffee. The whole conference, all four days, at no point could you buy coffee. So my message to Gary V is sell coffee. It's a drug. Drugs sell themselves. If you had just put 50 coffee stands in like 50 good cappuccino espresso type stands in VCon, I would have bought no joke, 20 coffees. People were using their company cards there, man. You could have sold a lot more coffee. The food situation also uh, had long lines, but coffee specifically, I was pretty appalled by that. That's my rant on the coffee. Uh, tornado. I see with you, you have your hand raised. I know you enjoyed VCon, correct? Yeah, man. Um, I do agree with you on the coffee for sure. Um, the the biggest thing, like I piggyback everything that Node said. Like the the panels were fucking awesome. Um, but the, the biggest thing that I took was like the people and the energy and the positive energy around Web three and people willing to learn and grow. And then, in on top of that, meeting the Nifty and like our energy was so cool because like we're not just some bullshit uh like project we're actually like real people and we all get along and and have civilized conversations even if we disagree and that was super cool to see that people are willing to grow and really want to make this web three thing work and harito on stage two is a legend can't wait to hear from him Hell yeah, Tornado. Yeah, we met Harito and the Lyrical Lemonade crew. I saw you doing tweets this morning, Harito. You guys aren't doxxed. I didn't know that. So you were like putting emojis over your face. So the, the emojis over the face thing is more like an inside joke. Um, we actually all are pretty much doxxed. Um, it's just more of like a joke. It's just me being funny. Um, we actually got a BTS video coming out. You'll see all of our faces. Um, but uh, yeah, we're on the road right now back home to Chicago. Oh man, it, it was it was a lot of fun meeting everybody. Easy, Pio, Nick, Signal, Legend. You're you're breaking you're breaking up a little bit, Harito, but yeah, sorry, you were breaking up, but you're making you're making the the lyrical lemonade guys listen to this show right now. <laughs> Uh, they, they're they're definitely uh, they're, they're they're a little sleep right now. Um, they're, I'm, I'm driving, but uh, yeah. They, oh, we put uh, them to sleep. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, they, it, it's early for them, um, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm just bullish on communities. Uh, what Gary was able to do this weekend, I think we're going to get to the point here. Obviously, I think I think times are going to get tough here in the, in the coming months. But uh, I think communities, communities, communities is, is, is really the alpha going forward. I mean, th- this this event really brought some some incredible vibes. Uh, we went to this thing last night with Gary's uh, Gary's team, like the Be Friends team, and Andy was talking. He gave an incredible speech, and you know, to the point of the coffee, like these little small tweaks. Like this is this is you know version one, um, and I think they're going to take a lot of feedback back and and really make something even better and better and continue to level it up. But yeah, just a lot of love, a lot of just honestly gratitude, as corny as it may sound, uh, for meeting a lot of you people. And uh, I can't wait for New York, and and you know we'll definitely get some vibes in again. Yeah, that's going to be a ton of fun. You guys drove however many hours from Chicago to go to Minnesota and set up that booth. That was really dope. Gary popped over to your booth and and chopped it up with you guys one-on-one. Shout out to Wags, who I know uh, he's on a first-name basis with Gary. So that was definitely cool to see. At one point, Gary was walking, and there was like a flock of 50 people behind him, which I predicted. I said that Gary's going to walk around this conference like the Pied Piper, and there's just going to be an absolute flock of people chasing him everywhere, trying to get selfies. So I felt pretty good that my instincts were on point there. And he just he, we me me Nick and Matt Chesco from Pop Art uh, Cats were were hanging out and Chesco was making so much content at VCon he was like you know doing a bunch of TikTok stuff so he was doing TikTok stuff with us real quick and then Gary just screams Nick and uh, from across the room he he has Nick come over so that was like cool to see too just like the 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 level that Nick and Gary are at at this point since they've known each other for over a decade um, Iceman you have your hand raised what's going on. The question that is being asked in the Discord, uh, and you know, you got—we all watched, uh, you know, Nick's panel uh, on Instagram. So shout out to whoever uh, streamed that for us. Nick obviously did an amazing job. Uh, so did O'Shiny. But the question we want to know is, how did G Money get into that box? And once that panel was done, did someone pick up the box and walk out with them? Like, what what happened there? We we want to <laughs> know, dude. <laughs> It wasn't literally in a box. It was. I actually was so on the Instagram on the Instagram uh, video. Like it was just a blue, uh, like courtroom style, like glass thing. Is that not what was around him, or are we all just crazy? No, nah, it like went off stage. There was like a little hallway thing that he went in and out of. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't like literally. A, it, like they didn't put a grown didn't man pull up under the stage and yeah. get like brought up through the box. Yeah, this isn't the prestige. Uh, he just walked and sat on a stool that was behind like a room divider, if you will. But it was funny. I mean, Nick called it out in the speech. Nick was like, so wait, when G Money talks, are you like, are you just showing like this blue panel? And they did. I mean, that that's interesting. At the same time, it's like, how many ac- accommodations are you going to really do for someone? They're probably just like, yeah, get behind, get behind this blue, this blue wall. So, man, last thing is like, so after he left that, does he leave? Leave, or does he put like a bandana on and no one knows who G's money's fate? Like, is that the, the play or did he just leave I, after that? No, everybody knows who he is. I think the way I look at it is like he just did because when you're on a panel like that, they're taking professional pictures. People in the audience are taking pictures and everything. I think he doesn't want his picture to be all over Twitter. Or if he does put the picture on Twitter, then he does. He puts the crypto punk over his face, but he wants to be in control of that. So I think if you run up on him, he had a pull up that was, uh, I found G money. If you found them in person for like a thousand yeah. people, I think so like it's people play into it. And I think Harito yeah, had a story on that too. I think it was Harito who told me that. 
Yeah, I actually, it was the funniest thing. I told Wags when we got to Minnesota, I said, I, I want to meet G-Money. I want to I want to meet the, the, the man, you know. Um, and uh, literally, like, the next day, uh, Wags brings over G-Money. He's like, hey, this is G. And I'm like, oh, dude, like, literally just looks like a normal guy. And the, the coolest thing is, literally, this is G-Money, and nobody nobody around us knew it was G money and it was just like quietness around us. And uh, then like, we're talking, we're chopping it up. And then at the end, he, he has me tap this little Prada bag next to him and it's uh you tap it and it's his Po app. So I got the G money Po app. So I, I met G money. I'm never going to fail now. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's like that big of a deal with the anon stuff. I think it's more that he just wants control over pictures of him that go on the internet. And if he wasn't behind that blue thing, it wasn't going to work. But I think after the after the chat, he was like hanging out with people. I'm not sure. I know Nick said that someone went up to Nick and was like, "Hey, where's G Money?" And Nick was like, "Nice to meet you too." <laughs> you know, like you guys would love people that listen to this show would love seeing Nick interact with people in real life. Um, it's pretty damn funny. Uh, I just let Belle on stage. Belle, we got a chance to meet at VCon, um, and she chopped it up with us at Top Golf on Saturday. It was a great time. How's it going, Belle? Yeah, it was awesome. I'm so glad that I got to meet everybody. It puts everything into, you know, perspective for me. And I was telling Pio that it was cool to confirm that I'm not just tweeting and chatting up with a bunch of weirdos online. <laughs> But it was awesome. I was just going to say, normally I would I would say on these type of conferences, there's no real reason to actually go to the conference, you know? It's the satellite events outside is where you get to meet the people who actually know their shit and are real, and are real people that are in and out and heavy into the NFT scenes and who are building, et cetera. So you go to these satellite events to have like these one-on-one one -on -one discussions with them and talk about industry stuff, not really at the conferences. This one was the complete reverse. This one was you could find everyone that you normally would have gone to the satellite events there under one roof. So that was pretty dope um totally planning on going to the next one i think and my plan still continues to be that when i go to nyc i'm probably going to be hitting up more of the satellite events to get that same type of vibe and and true you know alpha and meeting the people that that you that you aspire to meet when you go to these type of events yeah, I mean, that's how it's going to be at NYC for sure. And and you're right. Yeah. Doing it in Minneapolis, doing it at a football stadium. There was no event that you'd rather be at during the day than VCon. And then there were a limited amount of events in the evening. So it's still like a good time in the evening, even though we found a way to miss the best event of the weekend, it sounds like, which is the Vayner Sports event. Even though I have 10 Vayner Sports NFTs in my personal wallet and like seven or eight in the company wallet, I think Nick has like a half a dozen too. And somehow we didn't go to that event so that was genius wait um, Pio. so people actually went to this event to see the the talks like they went there to actually <laughs> hear from from the people there they did wow that's that that itself sets vcon apart from the other <laughs> conferences for sure exactly <laughs> being the primary event as opposed to like the the satellite itself well ben there's nothing <laughs> else to do in minnesota so and there's no coffee ben so you that's know there's just that's a good point. But, yo, I, I did see a coffee house making, like, gift goats in their cappuccinos and stuff like that. Was that, like, the only place in Minnesota that had coffee? That was the one place inside the stadium that had, like, an hour and a half line every single hour of every single day. No yeah, wonder I, mean, I only saw, like, five total posts just because it took forever for anyone to even get one. So by the time people got it, it was probably gone, missing. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're laughing and joking, right? But it's like, I, I'd go as far to say that a lot of people like coffee. I think that's something that I could, I, I'd be comfortable putting my reputation on that statement that a lot of people enjoy drinking coffee. And you get to a thing that's in a football stadium and there's 10,000 plus people at the event. Uh, you couldn't get one hipster that has like a handlebar mustache or whatever the the cool uh, facial hair is to bring his little stand in and knock out some coffees or maybe 20 of those people. Cause they would have all made guap because everybody wanted coffee and you had to wait in line for hours for it. Um, anyway, I don't have to continue. Where, coffee where was the nifty coffee stand? Well, now we know what we're going to do next time, Ben. We're going <laughs> to diversify the revenue streams of this. Forget about NFT royalties. Forget about our sponsor, FTX. We're going into the coffee business. No, I, mean, I think 15% of, of the revenue of the coffee stand should go back to Nifty Porto holders. Well, we're going to have to work with the legal team to make sure that that's on point. But look at this. This is why we got Ben on board, guys. Ben is the uh, the giga brain of the group, and he's uh, you know giving us more revenue models every day. Uh, I let Bouvet on the sh- on the stage. We haven't had Bouvet on in a while. Bouvet brought us a Crocolypse early, and that was a home run. Um, and I think you've brought other really great projects early before. And you said that there was a project that you think is worth mentioning right now. What's going on, Bouvet? Yeah, thank you guys. Long time no see. Always glad to be here, huh? P.O. Signal, thank you, Easy. And Benjamin, you're a wisdom guy, man. You're crazy. The thing I was going to talk about, uh, I mean, also, I wanted to beatbox. Haven't done it in a while. So, uh, so guys, this is what happened. This is Bue with the uh, purple hat up here. Uh, I saw Benjamin's video, right? Uh, P.O. and Benjamin did a YouTube video. Actually, guys, that channel is so informative. I never knew this. I only like w- listen to the Twitter space every day, right? But that YouTube channel has more detailed insight than ever, guys. Trust me. Like, I saw Peel's and Benjamin's video on the other side, right? And then right after that, I was able to like get a lot of my friends to uh, get some profit ETH uh, on the other side stuff. Because right when I saw that video, I went deep into that trade sniper and the all the sediments, all the resources, all the environments and the quotas. And so I think I even messaged Benjamin on Discord. I was like, hey, I'm trying to get this quota with weapon or not. Can you advise me? And uh, he told me his uh, what his thoughts were. And so on that day, okay, this is the beginning of my alpha, okay? <laughs> so on that day, I looked at the floor of the quota without the weapon and the quota with the weapon and the quota with the, without the weapon, but with the clothes and armor and stuff, right? So it was like uh, the without the weapon was 17 ETH, and then with the weapon was like 22, 23 ETH. There's like a 6 ETH difference, and with the body armor, it was like 2 ETH difference. And then uh, Ben really talks deep into the on the YouTube video. I guess you guys should check it out. Maybe P.O., you can pin it up here. Uh, uh, he, uh, he mentions that maybe, okay, the codos will be... Uh, separate on the roadmap it showed right so it'll be like probably a separate item or an nft but then you can probably like remove your weapons or shields or you can craft like new weapons with the resources so i was thinking like okay this is the way i did my analysis right i was like okay so either way somebody needs a quota and then they can equip a weapon with it so i don't need to pay this premium of uh, six ETH for a weapon because it's just uh, too high to make that difference right so I told a couple of my friends uh, in the, you know, this view on Punk's Discord and uh, other people I know in real life and Telegram groups, 
and we actually bought up a bunch of the quotas with the no weapons, right? And then, so the next day, uh, the uh, no weapon quota floor was like 21, 22 ETH, and uh, the weapon quota floor was still untouched, right? Like 24, 25 ETH. So then we advised some people to say, okay, if the floor is like uh, 22 with no weapon and still selling, let's sell some of these and then buy the ones with the weapons, right? So then we did that, and then the next day was like, uh, the weapon floor now went higher to like uh, 28, 20 something, and then without the weapon is lower, right? Uh, and the point I'm trying to make is on the other side, there's lots of opportunity, guys. This is just the quota with the weapon or not weapon uh, speculation, right? But then there's lots of uh, floor analysis that can be done on like with the artifacts and the rarity and the sediments. Uh, I think if you really have the time, I think you should look into this other side project because nothing is clear right now about what's going to happen and there can be lots of opportunity and the roadmap is kind of vague and you have to understand the deep meanings behind it yeah did i speak too long Pio? no you're good man you're good uh, i'm looking at other deed right now it looks like it's at 3.2 eth at this point so the low uh seems to have been 2.85 or so 2.3 it was that low yeah about like two weeks ago holy yeah. shit I, when I Ben spoke, it was 2.89, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it looks like right now it's actually technically in a dip from an overall volume pers uh, like perspective. I'm seeing, so it looks like uh, 30 minutes ago, 21 and a half Ethereum sale on an other deed that has a code on it, but is not Bored Ape or Mutant Land. And I saw, like, in the past week, there was definitely a run-up on the Codas on Mutant or Bored Ape Land. I don't know if Jesse's still on stage right now. looks like he isn't. But, you know, Jesse has a thesis that in the NFT space, instead of the, the old adage, buy the rumor, sell the news, in the NFT space, you sell the rumor, right? It's like a step earlier. Because in NFTs, things move so fast. And a lot of times, the anticipation or the expectation of what the news event is can be far greater than what what it actually ends up being right so a lot of times the news is underwhelming whereas the rumor can people can really like you know start to run and there's so many examples of this right so I, i'm i've been thinking to myself i've been wondering if that's the situation with other deed and i feel like we're we're approaching uh the news event right because i think the claim window ends really soon and right after the claim window we're going to get some info from yuga or at least that's what people are anticipating i don't know if anyone has any thoughts on that well we did yeah, get that, that announcement right on uh july 16th or something is when the voyager uh game or it's like a sneak peek at the voyager game is supposed to start that's, yeah that's so. the first trip uh tech demo the oh tech, tech demo, demo. Okay. Oh, okay so not quite as exciting as actually getting to play the game so we get to wait a couple months to watch another demo is what you're telling me it well it, it could be a playable tech demo i'm not really sure but what what i think people are, are missing about that announcement is they see that and say, oh, man, nothing's going to happen for two months until then. But you got to think that there's going to be at least an announcement or two, especially leading into NFT NYC and Ape Fest uh, like they did last year. So I, I think if you think nothing's going to happen before that tech demo, then you're you're not understanding Yuga. 
I can't wait to see what happens. Um, it'll be, look, there's a big supply of this stuff. Easy's target is one Ethereum on other deeds floor. We'll see if that's the case. We'll also see if the current holders of other deed get airdrop something. Mr. Felix, you have your hand raised. What's going on? I wanted to uh, share a little tale that I think you guys might like if you're, uh, if you're interested. Um, I was... Uh... <clears throat> So I've, I've got my mum visiting from Australia uh, over here in the U.S. And we were doing the tour, the, the classic Los Angeles tour on the uh, on the weekend, showing her around Beverly Hills. She wanted to have a walk down Rodeo Drive. Um, after seeing everyone stretched to within an inch of their life and you know too many fancy cars, she's like, all right, I need to chill out, put my feet up and grab a beer somewhere. And we we're looking for somewhere to get a beer. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to quickly jump on uh, Discord and see if there's any meetups happening because in LA there seems to be something happening every weekend. And uh, I won't I won't shield the project all, but I found a project that was hosting some beers. Uh, sent them a quick DM saying, "Hey, you know, I know it started an hour, half an hour ago, so can I swing by? By the way, my 67 year old mom's in town. I'm going to bring her as my plus one." And uh, rolled up to a uh, a restaurant bar with around 20 people there doing like family style food, and uh, mum jumped in to the conversation straight away was very welcomed and these are all people i've never met in real life i I talked to them online and um a story came about where it turned out in the year 2000 my mom set up a dow with a bunch of other mothers from school so when they were dropping kids off at the parking lot you know they'd hang around and chat a bit and uh they got a dozen of them together i think it was 13 baker's dozen and actually set up a dow uh, as we refer to it now, where they were contributing $100 a month and buying shares, and they had a, a multi-sig wallet where three of them had to sign off as, like, uh, officers of the, of the organization. And the intent wasn't to make a heap of money, but it was to just connect and do, like, a breakfast or a lunch every month and an international vacation once a year with the 13 of them as, like, a girls' trip. Um, and they've been doing it for 22 years. It's still standing. All the original members are still holding. And um, yeah, it was just a really fascinating story to hear her explain that to a bunch of uh, NFT holders that are like, that's a DAO. Like, and they, they were so fascinated to, to hear it from someone who doesn't know what an NFT was. That Because they, they exp- she asked what a DAO was and someone explained it. She goes, oh, I think I set one of them up. And uh, it was just really, we walked away from that. And uh, my mom was like, you know, feeling pretty electric she was like wow i feel like a young person again and uh and then we had a good conversation on the way home where she's she said look you're so much more animated and enthusiastic in that conversation why don't you quit your job and go full-time into nfts so it's good to have a uh, mom's support behind me there you go man you got to quit your job oh iceman has his hand raised what's going on all right, all right. I figured uh, I'd ask a question while I'm up here. Um, you know, obviously, you guys have been away for um, the weekend, and you know, the Discord's been popping off, tons of uh, stuff and tons of plays. But the one thing that we've been, or at least that I've been, kind of asking questions about, is OSF's wrecked guy. Yeah. Uh, I I want to say Saturday morning it was like 0.19, and yesterday <sighs> it ran all the way. Yeah, yesterday it ran all the way up to you know almost 0.5. It's sitting right now 0.32. Um, so let me ask: Is it a buy? Like I think uh, I personally I like OSF. I like the art, so I think it's a buy and maybe just a hold. But what do you think? Is it pre-reveal? 
It hasn't revealed. Yeah, it's pre-reveal. Yep. Yeah, it's pre-reveal. Um, I mean, so he, the, never buy the pre-reveal dip. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably want to wait for it to reveal, unless you're just a full-on gambler and you want to roll the dice for a rare. Uh, OSF hosts the show with Mando and Farouk. That happens right after this show, which is a super dope show uh, for Rug Radio. And OSF and Mando are basically the... They have the best written content, um, like long-form written content in the NFT space, um, from what I can tell. Um, you know, Signal writes our newsletter, and obviously Signal's an incredible uh, writer, but the structure of that is, is short form. It's like a few bullet points so that you can get the the full or, or just kind of like a full picture painted of the NFT space quickly with a single email in the morning. But they do like long form and they do deep dives. I believe that they also have like a policy where if they write about a project, then they don't trade that project for like a six month minimum or something to ensure that they're unbiased. Um, so he's definitely, and he's got a big Twitter following. I think uh, I think OSF has over 100,000 Twitter followers, right? And, and Mando might too. So it's a notable creator that hosts content, right? He's like a media person just like we are um in the nft space and he's got this very cool art wrecked guy project which i believe was a claim if you had his previous project called dgens which is a relatively similar project from what i can tell to ours i'm not 100 percent positive on that i don't have like a deep understanding of the dgens project so feel free to correct me if i'm wrong um but yeah i made a joke tweet in response to him where i i pinged him over the weekend and i said uh thanks so much for releasing this when i don't have access to my wallet because I wanted to buy it and then it ran up. Um, I wouldn't buy it here just because of the reveal factor and that's not like a thing that that's uh, pertaining to Rec Guy. That's just an overall NFT market fundamentals opinion um, and strategy. The only other thing is that obviously the market's still in kind of a weird spot. There was a lot of talk at um, VCon about you know supply or uh, yeah supply chain issues coming up. Everyone seems to be like you know fully anticipating a supply chain problem in the United States. And I just feel like if that's the situation, things are going to get weird. Having said that, I quote tweeted Alex Becker, of all people, who I very... I, I'll be a critic of Alex Becker in a heartbeat, right? But he had a really good tweet about quantitative easing. And it was very similar to what we talked about on this show last week. He basically said exactly what we said on the show, which is that going into an election year next year, um, you know, the year before the election, they're going to start campaigning. And as soon as that starts happening, you're going to see the money printer go burr again. But I don't know what happens between now and the end of the year. So maybe they let us go really low just so they can pump us up hard. But if that's the case, I have to think that JPEGs are going to suffer, but you never know. I know I just went long on that. Um, anyone else that will have anything to add? Anyone have perspective on OSF or we can switch things up? No, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'll just add something on, on OSF. Like the, the claiming period is still ongoing. So I, uh, he had like a raffle uh, through Premint if you owned uh, like an X-Copy Grift or a Max Payne or a, an MF or I think as well that you could enter the, the raffle. Um, and so I actually have a couple I'm, I'm going to mint as soon as I'm back home. And so I think they're, I don't think they're actually uh, totally done. Like, I think there's going to be some leftover mints that might actually go out to public mint. So you may end up having an opportunity to mint, you know, for free. I'm, I'm sure there might be a gas war or something, but uh, it's not over in terms of the claiming window. So we've got some time. Claim is well, Friday and 7,300 out of 11,000 have been minted. I just minted my seven because I have DGENs, regions, and then I like his art. So I have, I collect his art. 
and you get multiple when you have his art too. Very nice. And so, does it go to public mint after that? I just want to make sure I'm not being. Uh, I'm not sure if he's burning or going to public. I missed that, but it doesn't end until fr Friday, 5 p.m. EST is when the claim ends. Man, man, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw him say something about um, like the total uh, supply was 11k, but he thought that a lot of uh, regens and degens holders were just sitting in dead wallets, and he didn't think that they would get yeah. that far. Um, I haven't heard of public though. I, I honestly, yeah, I, I thought that public. just he, said, yep. yeah, go on. No, you're right. Sorry to cut you off. He was saying he doesn't think it'll min out at the 11 K because of that, but I haven't heard public either. I'm well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens with it. There's 400 listed out of 7,400. So a, a low listing wow. percentage. The other thing is that if you, this is like a situation where as people claim them, you could see an impact on the floor, but then once the supply stops increasing, whether, you know, the claim window closes, whether he burns or whether there's a public sale and it sells out, it's a situation where if you have NFT nerds, you could try to snipe the bottom. This is like primo, you know, using a tool to watch listing counts come in and find a bottom um, and then it could take off after that if there is sustained demand for it and if the market doesn't take a, a broader dump. Anyway, uh, we got Hofstra on stage who we met at VCon and I don't think we heard from today. Hofstra, how you doing? Good, man. I, I just walked two blocks to find coffee. <laughs> There's no coffee in Minneapolis, man. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But um, yeah, no, it was really nice meeting everybody and putting some... Uh, basis to names that was super cool and everybody was just so pumped to be there and you know it, it was a cool experience the one takeaway that i got was there's some projects that i'm i'm buying when i get home adam bomb squad all you have to do is just walk around and see how many people are wearing that stuff and i got to meet a couple of those guys i'm super pumped on that and uh, a lot of the people that were exhibiting probably going to pick up too so it was good to see them and get to talk projects and just overall a great experience besides adam bomb squad who else well, uh, women and weapons is cheap right now. Uh, dead fellas. <laughs> you see, I bought the merch, so I'm like, man, I feel like a poser if I don't buy the project now. <laughs> so you bought dead fellas merch at VCon, but you didn't. You don't have a dead fella. Nope, but uh, I'm definitely gonna buy one of those too. So, okay, a yeah, dead no. fella or a dead friend? No, a dead fella. All right, you're going for it. And and yeah, we didn't mention this, but Betty, the founder of Deadfellas, doxed herself, um, I believe, at VCon, uh, like over the weekend. So that was like one of the last, that's like the last frontier of quality project creators that were actually anonymous. Obviously, Board Ape Yacht Club set a trend initially when they were anonymous, but they ended up getting doxed, I believe, against their will. And Deadfellas was kind of one of the last holdouts, but Betty doxed herself. Um, so we'll see what kind of impact that has on Deadfell's long-term. Deadfell's is one of the projects we were talking about where the supply increase, as in when they brought dead friends into the mix, just like, you know, Board API Club expanded their ecosystem and, and, you know, some of these other projects that are notable expanded their ecosystems, but it was one of the examples that had a negative impact on the price action. Increasing the supply did not actually increase, um, you know, the value across all the collections. We got Intergalactic on stage. I believe Inter we met you at, at VCon, bro. How's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, uh, it was so dope meeting everybody. I met Hashra, cool guy. I met his daughter. Um, yeah, I think what you guys were saying about the overall vibe at VCon, it was like, because I've been to a lot of the other conferences, and the conference is never like the main thing, like when it comes to networking. 
and uh, VCon because I guess it's because we were in Minneapolis. Um, the stadium and the conferences was like the show in town and uh, got to meet everybody. I'm kind of freaking mad that I couldn't go to the top golf thing. I was actually working the event and I got stuck doing the selfie booth for four hours with Gary. So, <laughs> <laughs> For people that don't know, Gary does like he does a lot of selfie uh planning like there's like four hour windows where people line up it's the longest lines it was longer than the line for coffee right is it, it was the line to get a selfie with gary and i think that's so smart and and that's a known thing is just the virality of that of the selfies so he took so many selfies everyone's posting them they get a flex but more importantly everybody on social media is seeing gary uh but i'm sorry that you had to work that for several hours Dude, Intergalactic is a networking machine. This guy probably met everybody by like the end of the conference. He's got everybody's contact in his phone. It's awesome. Yeah. Funny story too about the selfie booth. So we're like halfway through the line and Gary gives us like a little huddle and we're all in this huddle with Gary V and we think that he's going to tell us, yo, you guys are doing an amazing job, blah, blah, blah. And he just says, hey guys, we need to tighten up. We need to make this faster. And then he points to this other guy who was dancing. He was like, hey, you're great at it, but just stop doing that and let's get this going. So it's like... It <laughs> he told a grown man to stop dancing. It sounds like Gary. Fuck. <laughs> I lost his. Um, all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> everyone's just out of whack. We've, we've been traveling. Energy's low. We all have COVID from, v uh, from VCon. Uh, but let's no, finish let me give you some energy. <laughs> Let's finish strong. Yeah, Bouvet, you can hit us with a beatbox, man. Yeah, love it. Love when I get that opportunity for the artist, huh? All right, guys, let's drop the beatbox. So before you guys heard me with the beat, like... And then you heard me later with the sound, right? Like... And now this time, there's a technique where, like, the beat and the singing comes. It might be funny, but listen, guys. If your mother only knew, if your mother only knew, knew, scratch, do you hear me? Signal clapping for me. Pio, pio, pio. Do you hear that echo, echo, echo? Okay, I guess we're all tired. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. Hey, everybody. Easy's launching his Solana show today at 5 p.m. I'm going to co-host that with him. Couldn't be more excited about Easy. Uh, Solana Made Easy is the name of the show. It'll be Monday through Thursday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to co-host it with him. It's his show. Can't wait to see it. Going to be on point. Um, make sure you sign up for our sponsor, FTX. Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your mobile phone. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Uh, Nick won't be traveling. He got delayed. Everybody's got COVID. You already know. Catch you guys next time.